Blog Talk Radio. This is psychic medium Erica Busterhaney with Second Sight Paranormal TV, and you're listening to The Ghost Coast with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're you're listening listening to to Ghost Ghost Host, Host, Sophia Temporelli. Ian, Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly Paranormal. Weekly, Weekly at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to ghost host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the ghost host Sophia on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Roth, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickRothTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. That's right. They're all right. It's uh, the ghost host show with Sophia Temporilli on LiveParanormal.com. Feel free to call into the show, 347-202-0316. That's 347-202-0316. As well, feel free to jump into the LiveParanormal.com chat room. It only takes a second to sign in, get yourself an avatar, and you're part of the LP family. And as well, here on GhostHunting.com as well. So you can listen to LiveParanormal.com or GhostHunting.com and as well been added to Spreaker too, or wherever you get your podcast. And uh, thank you, Rob Sirick, for providing this format each and every week. 
and all of our moderators. Thank you guys for patching us through at live events when we had no internet feed or anything. Thank you guys for all your support through the years. Today, we welcome paranormal investigator, urban explorer, historic site preservationist, tour host, Waverly Hill Sanatorium TikTok content creator, Vince Keelan. Everyone visit TheUrbanInvestigator.com. That's TheUrbanInvestigator.com. Instagram at TheUrbanInvestigator. YouTube, subscribe, view The Urban Investigator. Uh, coming up, we have psychic remote viewer and author Rick Wade. He'll be on the program on the 16th. Oh, next week, actually. Uh, the Hunting Lodge documentary psychic investigator Jill Marie Morris will be returning to the program on the 23rd. Author, teacher, and ghost tour host Robert Oaks will be on the program. First guest of the new year on uh, January 6th of 2024. And Texas Ghost Seekers team founder and Claire Audient Alex Fountain will be on the program on January 13th. You don't want to miss any of these upcoming shows. We have some great guests securing their spots, too, as well. So like the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com Facebook fan page. To learn of the guests as we learn of them real time. Also, to check out the membership packages here on LP. A lot of great uh, things where Rob, the site founder, he's great at rewarding the audience members. They start as low as $2.99 a month. Also, to check out the vem- the vendors here on LiveParanormal.com. And let's bring in the host here. Also, to uh, archive shows will be a- available immediately following the broadcast too as well. Sophia, trying to unmute you, a little lag there, a little delay in the muting, but uh, congratulations on over 12 years of broadcasting here. Thank you. I can't believe it's already been 12 years. You're doing a fantastic job. You've helped a lot of people, a lot of families with the psychic ability, home haunting problems and things over the years. Fantastic job, Sophia. you got these Instagrams, Twitters, all these different things. Where can people find you? I'm on Instagram at Sophia Temporelli and Twitter just at Sophia Temporelli one L. Yeah, and Vince Keelan and um, Urban Explorer. We haven't had too many of those on the show, so tell us about your guests. Today we welcome paranormal investigator, urban explorer, historic site preservationist, tour host, and Waverly Hills Sanatorium TikTok content creator, Vince Keelan. Everyone visit the Urban Explorer investigator.com instagram at the urban investigator youtube search the urban investigator let's welcome vincent to the show all right vince hey thanks for coming on today hey i'm um, glad to be here thank you so much for coming on um yeah so just to clear one thing up i'm no longer at waverly um i know that that was uh that was a little uh different to um uh, to put into the in the description, I don't want to uh, I don't want to step on anybody's toes or anything, but um, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. I mean, you do some amazing work, but tell the audience what initially kind of sparked this passion for the paranormal. Was it an experience you had, or have you just always had an interest in supernatural things? Um, so. Whenever I was a child, I had my first paranormal experience um, being a normal kid. Uh, parents were at home. They left me at home for the first time ever, and I was acting the fool running up down the hallways. And uh, I ran back to my bedroom, jumped on the bed, turned around, and I saw a little girl that was hunched over almost like she was crying. Uh, I chalked mm-hmm. it up when I was an ad- I chalked it up to uh, her being or to it being like an imaginary friend or something I just conjured up in my own head when I became an adult. Um, and, but I had always been, 
uh, growing up, I had always been into like the dark and the spooky. I didn't actually believe in ghosts or the paranormal. Um, and there was a building that sat about 30 to 40 minutes away from me that I had seen um, on different TV shows like Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures. And uh, and at the time, those were the two main platforms. You didn't really know who anybody else was. So you knew Zach and you knew Jason, and that was all you knew. Um, mm-hmm. So every every Halloween you'd have you'd have like a special, and the first special I ever saw was Ghost Hunters Live from Waverly Hills Sanatorium, and that was a um, I, I think it was Elijah Burke. It was like the ECW wrestler I think was like their special guest, and I'd already seen the episode, but um, I didn't put it in perspective that the building was as close to me as it was, and. Um, we were still in the MySpace era, and then Facebook kind of popped up out of nowhere. So um, at the time, Facebook was only for, like, college students, and then just kind of mm-hmm. out of nowhere, it kind of opened up to everybody. So I had made an account and was playing around and adding people from school and stuff like that. And um, right around the time that I turned 18, I saw a ad on Facebook uh, to come be a haunt actor at Waverly. So I had thought to myself, I was like, I don't really care about doing like haunted house stuff, but maybe this can be my way to get in there and like work like a full-time job. So um, I went up for the audition. I did all the, you know, scream like a zombie and, and walk like a Egyptian, whatever the case was. I can't remember all of, <laughs> or, you know, what the, what the audition was, but um mm-hmm. Towards the end of it, I ran up to the owner, uh, and you wouldn't be able to miss her. her. Name's Tina Mattingly. So, like back in the day, if you saw yeah. a red ball of hair floating around, uh, you knew you knew that that was Tina. So, um, I had ran over to her and I told her I was like, "Hey, I literally live five minutes down the house, and I would love to come up and help and and do whatever you're doing, whether it's like tours or uh, or investigating or building a haunted house, whatever the case." So. Mm-hmm. She she looked over at her at her main maintenance guy and was like, well, I, you know, he lives like two minutes away. He has he has building experience and stuff like that. Let's get him up here. So my first day coming in was to help build the haunted house on the first floor. So like you build these walls to make it sort of a maze for people to get through through the first floor. Um, yeah. By the end of the day, yeah. So by the end of the day. I had, it was about five o'clock in the afternoon. Everybody had already went home. Tina and Charlie went out to go eat. And, um, and it was hot. And it was so mid August heat. It was disgusting. So I packed up all my tools. I started walking down the hallway. I get down to the end and, uh, going to the glass staircase is what we, is what we initially call it. Um, and I open up the door. I pull my tools out. I set the alarm. I walk out. And uh, I had parked on the back side of the building. Um, I pull my tools out there. I lift up the – I open the trunk, and I start hearing what sounds like a ball hitting, hitting concrete. So I looked Ooh. up at the – I turned around. I turned around at where the noise was coming from, and I looked up at the building, and a red dodgeball comes bouncing out of the fourth floor solarium and bounces through wow. the parking lot and, and down into the neighborhood. Uh, I left all my stuff in the parking lot, trunk wide open, jumped in the car, took off down the hill. Um, I, I was I was terrified. I um, mm-hmm. 
I get down, I, I get down there, I get out of the car, I open up the gate, I actually hit the trunk or hit the um I actually hit the uh the lid of my or the <laughs> I'm getting uh tongue twisted here. I actually hit the uh hood of my car getting the gate open and um <laughs> I start hear I start hearing that ball again. I turn around to look up at the hill, and that red dodgeball is coming down, and I'm hearing laughter coming from the top of the hill. Oh. Now, in between the time that Tina and Charlie went to go eat and the time that I got down to the gate, nobody had been there for maybe 20 minutes or so, and that was the only gate we were using. It had two gates, but that was the only one we were using at the time. So nobody mm-hmm. was up at the hill. Um, I got in my car and I took off. I called Tina. I was like, hey, uh, if you can get my tools out of the parking lot. Um, I left the gate open. You said you're on your way. I'll be back in the morning and I'll tell you what happened. Um, And upon telling (laughs) Tina the story, uh, upon telling Tina the story, she simply said, well, it sounds like you got initiated. Wow. That's amazing. Um, Yeah, Uh, I mean, that's. Yeah, for you. (laughs) (laughs) no i mean it's understandable to be freaked out i feel like even as investigators if stuff just happens when you're kind of minding your own business it's it's way more startling than if it happens when you're actually looking for it um especially since you were just working um in reference to you know waverly hills and stuff um i know that that was an incredible experience to have on your own but do you think with these haunted attractions and stuff taking place that uh, the energy that happens during, you know, where the actors are scaring people and stuff. Do, do you think that kind of amplifies the activity that happens on the location? Absolutely. Um, I can't tell you how many times uh, Tina used to get mad at me because I would, um, because I would, she would always find me out of my spot because I was so mm-hmm. amped up during the haunted house that I would. Um, <clears throat> that I would jump out of my spot to get like two or three more scares before the next group comes in. I can't tell you how many times I've walked past a room to hear the actors asking the spirits for help. Like, okay, this next group is coming in. Let's get them. And upon shutting down, when the lights go out Mm -hmm. and the the music goes off and all the, all the people go home, I've walked through and, and shut down the building by myself after, after the haunt and it's still going. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's funny Uh, though, that the actors were asking the spirits for help. I mean, uh, honestly, I think that that's probably a lot of fun for the spirits too, to have that kind of involvement. mm Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, there's a lot of people that will go through now there's, you know, there's, there's thrill seekers that will go through the haunted house. They want the craziest experience ever as far as like a actual commercialized haunted house. So they'll say Mm -hmm. like something, a place like Waverly or whatever, wasn't, wasn't a good haunt, but there's other people that will go through who are just going up because it's Waverly they they don't care about the haunt. They don't care about, they don't, they don't care about the ooze and ahs and the, and everything else, but there's, I can't tell you how many people that just either friends or even just uh, uh, acquaintances that have told me that they've walked through, that they were going through the hunt and they were at the end of the line and they would feel something touch them or they would feel something whisper in their ear and they'd turn around to be nobody there. And it would be like a play, it would be like an area 
it would be like an area that was like well lit. Maybe it was at the end of the haunt or something, or maybe it was in between where there's lights. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, whatever your preference, Waverly doesn't disappoint regardless of whatever the case is, whether you're going to the haunted house, you're going on a, on a historical tour or you're going on whatever the case, it doesn't matter. Waverly doesn't disappoint for any reason whatsoever. Absolutely. I mean, it's such a notorious location. And, I mean, starting off at Waverly is really diving in the deep end of the paranormal. Um, so, I mean, that's incredible that you you started there, had those experiences. Um, how did you go from going to Waverly Hills to being able to go into all of these other amazing locations and look around and urban explore? So, um, about a year and a half ago, um, about a year and a half ago, I left Waverly, and um, and I was kind of down and out, and I felt a hole in my heart kind of thing. I had been at Waverly mm-hmm. on and off for since, like, 2010, so, like, I felt a hole in my heart. I didn't really know what to do, and um, even at certain points in time, and this is going to sound crazy because people – there's some people, you know, some people have passion about drawing. Some people have passion about reading or getting the next story. Some people have passion about video games, whatever the case might be. And for mm-hmm. me, it was it was being inside the building. It was fixing something that was wrong. It was um, it was showing another investigator. If you go down this hallway, they might come out and talk to you. Whatever the case, that was my passion. And my passion had essentially been ripped away from me, so I didn't really know what to do. So a bunch of friends of mine, um, and I'm going to do some little shout-outs here real quick. Um, some some friends of mine who I had essentially got my who I had essentially got my acquaintances through from being at Waverly, being the overnight guide and stuff like that. Um, namely, uh, Stephen Dillon with Haunted Nights. Um, you can check them out if. Uh, I think they've got tours going on at Saratoga County Homestead coming out in April. Um, oh. And Kalani Ghost Hunter. Mm-hmm. And uh, amongst a whole bunch of other different people, um, Courtney uh, is uh, at the Ghoul Guide. I mean, there was a bunch of people that, like, kind of, I'm not going to say came to the rescue, but was, like, right there when I needed them to be. Um, uh, Becky Gallantine being another. Um, and they all kind of came to me right when I needed it. And they was like, dude, just come out and do what we're doing. Waverly's not the only haunted place out there. Waverly is not the mm-hmm. only person, not the only place that has, um, that has despair or has love or whatever part of Waverly you were looking for. There's other places that have all that. So my first kind of bounce into going into a, a, an actual haunted place besides Waverly was a place called um, Rodwell Funeral Home. And and I was excited a little bit. I, it, it was a really small venue, and I was used to being at a huge venue where I was able to get mm-hmm. up and walk around. I got, bad, I got bad ADHD and anxiety. So it was easy for me being at Waverly if I got bored or if I was working or if I had to get somewhere fast, I could jump up and go. And so I was kind of downtrodden. And then my second place that I went to was a place called uh, the Ohio State Reformatory. So anyone who knows Shawshank and all those uh, all those different kind of movies. Um, and uh, and I instantly my 
hole in my heart was filled at that point in time. Uh, the second I saw the building, I got into the building, I started walking around, and and then a whole bunch of other different places came, Pennhurst Asylum, um, along with uh, other different places, Saratoga County Homestead, Norwich State Hospital, um, Indiana State Sanatorium, um, just a whole bunch of other different places, and it made me realize that, yes, obviously my heart and my home is at Waverly. There's other places that um, that I can essentially fill my void. So that's kind of where that came about. I mean, those are some incredible locations you've been to. What do you think um, kind of, as you said, your friends were telling you, whatever's drawing you to Waverly Hills, you can find in other locations. What about the locations do you feel draws you to them and makes you want to investigate them? So there's there's a couple different things. So I've made a couple different videos of me cleaning up rooms. And sometimes that's just mm-hmm. simply sweeping or or mopping or whatever the case and it and it fills my heart for anyone who might be still that may be in the afterlife that's still living amongst us that might appreciate that um uh, might appreciate that activity, and I'm one of those people uh-huh. that I need you to give. I need you to give me a cookie after I'm done doing something that I feel is spectacular. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not, and, I, and it's not one of those things like give me my cookie or give me my gold star. It's one of those things like I get super excited about everything. So where you know, McDonald's came out with the came out with the boo buckets again last year and everyone was like, Oh, okay. I had those when I was, I was a kid. And I'm just like, I got to get the ghost one. I got to get the pumpkin one. I got to get the thing. And then you get all four of them and you're like, look guys, look what I have. And everyone's like, okay, so what? Um, hey, the McRib's it, back. It, <laughs> the, dude, the McRib is not what it used to be. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> My dad uh, is a vegetarian for 25 years. I promise you he's never tasted a McRib in his life. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just – it's kind of one of those things. So, like, um, uh, I get super excited over literally everything. Like, you could throw me – I could be a dog. You throw me a ball, my, t- my tail's going to wag. So, uh, mm-hmm. going into these places um, – uh, for instance, there's a there's a story that um, out of a place called Randolph County Infirmary. It's in uh, Winchester, Indiana. There was something that drew me to a room at the asylum, and there was a little boy there. His name was Noah. He was nine years old when he passed away, and he and he didn't die from anything bad. He uh, mm-hmm. he died from a natural cause from measles. So it wasn't like he died from like murder or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. and so when I, when I walked in the room, I noticed that there was candy wrappers on the floor. Um, uh, the room was a mess. There was paper str- strung out all over the place. So I took about three hours out of my overnight to clean up the room, uh, and get it back to like a suitable livable type of, uh, this place has got electricity and everything, but uh, and put it back to like a suitable place, like you would be comfortable going in there and sitting for a couple hours instead of being mm-hmm. like, oh my God, is that a melted Tootsie Roll on the ground? Um, so it's 
things like that that draw me to different to different places and different rooms and things like that at different places uh, where I feel the need to restore or, like you said, uh, preserve whatever the case. And with that story, whenever I was uh, when I was pulling out or when I was walking out of the room, I w- was walking out backwards. Um, I heard a little voice that I'm not joking. I heard a little voice that said that sounded like a little boy that said thank you after I had just got done saying no. I, I hope your room's cleaned up, or I hope you enjoy your room now that it's all cleaned up again. Um, and it, I, I think it's things like that. Uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily it, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the building or or the um, the cool things that come out of the buildings, you know, because every once in a while with like urbexing and stuff like that, if I come up to a building that still has everything in it and I know it's up for demolition, there might be something that I might pull from that location to keep a um, to keep like a uh, kind of a connection, I guess. So like whether it's a key plate or it's maybe maybe it's a a um, emergency. Um, an emergency room like wristband or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's things like that, though, that I believe that um, that draw me in and make me want to uh, make me want to visit these locations. Right. Yeah, to to kind of like clean up the area and you know make it suitable for the ghosts so they have something happy and not just dreary and it's dilapidated. Uh, give them some sort of normalcy. Right, so we don't we don't know what paranormal is, right? Nobody ever will know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do what we do know is that you know that these that these entities were were once people. We assume, and people have needs and people have wants and things like that. And and if I was stuck in a building that people just came in and tore up, I would probably be upset. Of course, um, yeah. Well. Well, I can't sleep there. Well, I can't walk around there because that's in the way, you know, whatever the case. So it's it's things like that that kind of that kind of draw me to those locations, to those buildings. Um, it's just, uh, I guess, what it is. Honestly, it's it's love for what humans uh, uh, take for granted today. So you know, you you walk into your mm-hmm. house and it's clean because you just cleaned it. Well, you know, if you know somebody was somebody wasn't so respectful, you had someone come over for a party and they broke something and didn't tell you about it, you'd probably be upset. It's the same yeah, kind of thing. It's, it's, it, it's exactly the same kind of thing where um, I want, uh, if you walk into a location and, you know, things are tore up and thrown around and everything else, there's nothing wrong with picking it up to make it feel suitable for the, for, for the person that might still be there. No, that completely makes sense. I mean, I never even thought of it that way. I mean, I I think as a living person that, you know, there's so much beauty in the the kind of abandon, just the way they look and Mm -hmm. stuff. But as a spirit, I can see where that would actually really annoy me. I mean, my parents got me a Bissell little green machine for Christmas because I like cleaning. I get really annoyed if something's dirty. So. I could, thinking about it that way, see how as a spirit, I wouldn't share the same thoughts I do as a living person. I'd be like, oh, my God, I can't do anything about that, and I'm just staring at this dirt that I can't move. Um, so I can see you know, how that would be helpful to a spirit, too. 
appease them. You just put it in perspective. If you go back and look at the movie Beetlejuice by Tim Burton, it's the same thing mm-hmm. when 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 the uh, the two main characters die. They don't know they've died, and then they figure out they've died, and she can't clean up anything because everything's covered in dust, and the vacuum is yeah. out in the garage. So it's sort of the yeah. same thing. Like we don't know. You know that that could be the case. It may not be the case, but. Um, the paranormal is tricky like that, though. Yeah. I mean, for me, I always thought about food, but actually thinking about, you know, having my stuff mess with would generally probably really irritate me if I was passed on. So, I mean, that's definitely a new perspective that I never even looked at. So I think it's really great that you do, you know, help kind of restore things and put things back in the order that the spirits would have had it in to bring them comfort in what once was their living space. Well, I appreciate that. That's uh, that's kind of the whole goal. And for these abandoned places that have owners that don't do anything with the buildings, that's kind of the goal as well. Yeah. To, I mean, like I said, to kind of make them see that you know this building could you could be doing something potentially with it, whether it's turning it into a into apartments or whether it's uh, restoring it to give historical, maybe even paranormal tours, whatever the case, whatever the whatever mm-hmm. the deal. Um, that's kind of the goal. So whenever I put up a video on YouTube or, um, or, or I put up a video on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, whatever the case, um, if an owner just happens to be scrolling through and their building is just dilapidated and they don't, they don't do anything with it, they own it, but they don't do anything with it, they may actually see it and recognize it and be like, somebody was in my building wait a minute, mm-hmm. hold on a second, there's interest? Maybe yeah. I should be doing something with it. If people are enjoying it like this without, you know, without me actually, like, charging them to be in it, maybe I've got something here. Maybe we should do something. That's the whole – that's part yeah. of the whole goal, too, is that these – we don't need any more Lego-style buildings in America mm-hmm. is, is, is my whole thing. Um, there's nothing wrong with taking an old abandoned building, restoring if it's if it's viable, if it's okay, structure's good. There's nothing wrong with restoring the building to what what once was, or turning in or you know turning it into a business or or you know whatever the case. If you go through downtown Definitely. New Orleans, you're you're going to see a million buildings that are that are uh, different stores and things like that, but they weren't always stores or they might've been, but they may have been a different store back in the day, back in the thirties, back in the twenties. They may have been a house. They may have been housing developments here in Louisville. Waverly is not the only tuberculosis hospital. There was, um, uh, there was Hazelwood hospital, which was down the street from Waverly. There was even small little like shotgun houses in downtown Louisville that were small secluded um, TV hospitals that nobody even knew about. It wasn't even, um, they wasn't even like documented because they were so tiny. So it was basically just a, just a a mom, essentially, if anyone's ever, ever um, been in an orphanage or anything, you know what I'm talking about. Um, You know, you had a mom and that mom was taking care of maybe five, six people that had tuberculosis if they weren't able to get into Waverly or, or Hazelwood or mm-hmm. any of these other different properties. 
So wow. it's it's just kind of one of those things, I guess. Yeah, one location that um, kind of makes me think of what you're talking about too, the restoration, but also the preservation. Um, and there was this one theater in, on Broadway. I cannot remember the name of it, but they were wanting to build buildings where it was, but what they did is lifted it like three stories in the air, the original like 1930 um, or 20s uh, musical theater and just built under it. So they preserved the building while still being able to add and, and use the land um, while still preserving the history of that building. I mean, there's a, that's great. There's a million different places like that. If you go, uh, uh, one of my friends, Becky, just posted, uh, posted a video about a catacombs that's in the middle of Pittsburgh. You wouldn't even know it was there, a church that was built on top of a grave site. Well, instead of, wow. instead of, instead of pulling the graves up and the, and the caskets and the bodies and everything, they built over top of it, and you could mm -hmm. access the grave, you could access the graveyard by going into the church and going into the basement. Oh. Yeah. So now, so, I mean, so now it's just considered a catacomb, but like, you know, preservation, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's so important to do that, too. I mean, you have these buildings in England that are, you know, thousands of years old, and it's really cool. But since America's newer, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of the buildings, you know, people think can be torn down. But, I mean, there's so much history to them and architecture and, and just things of a time period that you'll never see again. And there's so much beauty within it um, that, you know, some can be restored, some are too far gone. But if you can fix it up or use it for something different while keeping the structural integrity of what it was, that's always the best option. Yep, I agree 100%. I know we have to take a quick commercial break, though, but we'll be right back with more questions. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. And again, as uh, mentioned, on GhostHunting.com, you can listen at both locations. Today, we welcome uh, uh, Vince Keelan. I want to make sure I say it right. Everybody visit TheUrbanInvestigator.com. That's TheUrbanInvestigator.com. Instagram at TheUrbanInvestigator. YouTube, subscribe to. These are great videos, The Urban Investigator. The Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. We'll be right back for the late edition of the show. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Coast with the most, Sophia Temporelli, only on LiveParanormal.com. Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Hey. 
Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files, and you're listening to ghost host <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself into your mix of, of voiceovers now. I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. Oh, poor Dave left out of the audio bites there, but he, he made it in there and everything. All right, Vince and Sophia, you're back on. Vince, thank you again so much for coming on today. Of course. That's so funny hearing Dave and and all and Dustin and all those guys on your um, on the uh, voiceovers. Uh, <laughs> known Dave for a couple of years now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, he's a really great guy. Um, yeah, that was yeah. really unexpected when he started doing the voiceover when we got back on air. I was like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so you never know what Dave's going to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as you were talking about, I mean, the preservation of such amazing locations, um, I know you were talking about your experience that you've had at Waverly Hills, but what is the craziest or most fascinating experience that you've had in the paranormal post Waverly Hills? Um, so uh, I just recently there's there's a couple the most recent one that I had that was like shock and awe I guess uh, I went out to Old South Pittsburgh or not sorry not Old South Pittsburgh I get it mixed up Hospital on College Hill in uh, West Virginia uh, and I went out with some buddies called Seeking Spirits they're on YouTube and everything else as well um, good buddies of mine good friends of mine. Um, and we were kind of walking around with with one of the owners, uh, Tanya. Mm-hmm. We're walking around, and she's kind of telling us some history and showing us some spots and things like that. And this building is is definitely had its um, its fair share of oopsies. Um, but uh, Tanya, Lexi, and Val, and um, excuse me, and Nick is are sitting in the basement while I'm sitting on the landing of the steps. I'm sitting in the doorway of the steps and I can see them and we're all just kind of talking. I look up towards the, towards the um, entrance of the, and Lexi walks past the entrance, but I can see Lexi right here in the basement. Mm-hmm. Does that, does, is all, is all that making sense? Yeah. You were seeing someone that was there, but not there. Right, like one of your like friends. Like a doppelganger. Yeah. So yeah. Lexi is Lexi is in the basement, and I can see her, mm-hmm. and she's talking to Tanya, and I see her again in the same clothes and everything else. Walk past the entrance of the stairwell <sighs> to my right. Whoa. Wow. Um, uh-huh. That's one that that's one that really kind of uh, uh, you know post Waverly that um, that really sticks out. Um, Probably my scariest, like that was jaw-dropping, but my scariest that I think I've ever had is a is a typical kind of like, you know, you're playing on spirit box and stuff like that, and you hear the words get out, and you're like, okay, yeah, well, whatever. I just got here. I'm not going anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But we are, I'm at Pennhurst uh, State School and Hospital for the first time. And I kind of venture off away from everybody else just for a few minutes, and I start walking over to what they call the Devon Building. 
Um, the door's wide mm-hmm. open. I, I walk over there. I've got my gimbal and I've got my phone and I'm ready to like shoot shorts and videos and all this other kind of stuff. I'm in, I'm in creative mode and in investigative mode and everything else. And, and I get into the front right there in the lobby of the Devon building and I see a shadow figure walk across and I hear this loud curdling sound of someone saying, get out. Wow. Um, it was, and, and you know, I told both, I already told both of you, I've got anxiety through the roof. I've got ADHD and everything else. And uh, it was all too much to handle all at once. I didn't go back to the Devon mm-hmm. building until probably six hours later. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot um, to have someone yell get out at you like that. Uh, definitely startling and it's it's a lot to take in I mean that's the one thing about the paranormal is you never know what's going to happen and sometimes it can be overwhelming yeah they uh and I I do have to add before any of the viewers are like well somebody else was in there and he said he was there with people everybody else was still over at the Mayflower building there was nobody else in this mm-hmm. building gonna make sure I clarify that for any of your listeners <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. It's so, I mean, it's hard to explain, you know, the paranormal, because especially in the 21st century, there's so many ways to fake things. And, you know, I'm always saying, you know, the paranormal is so built on trust. And, you know, when you have experiences like that, it's it's hard to, you know, explain it to someone else. But, you know, it was a real experience, and it's uh, something that always sticks with you. Yeah, it's... um. It's it's different too because you don't always catch everything, um, mm-hmm. and it, uh, and when you when you don't catch it, it just becomes a personal experience. You know, you didn't you didn't know the only person that knows it happened was you. Mm-hmm. Um, so then at that point in time, you're talking about faking. You know, at that point in time, you know, there's no proof, there's no evidence, so you 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 must be making it up, or you must be, you know, conjuring up whatever kind of. Uh, story that you just wanted to come up with to impress others, but um, I think that's why a lot of people here lately, and I, other different creators and, and investigators and stuff that that I talk to almost on a daily are afraid of, is because you know they go to tell a story and people are people are skeptical mm-hmm. because you know the typical ghosts aren't real type of type of talk. Um, well, you did, did you catch it on camera? No. Did you have a recorder going? Well, no. Okay. Well then, you know, I don't believe you. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a rough, it's a rough field to be in. And if you don't have proof of whatever the case is, you're basically just in it for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And, and like I said, with technology, I mean, people want to explain stuff away, but I find at least in my personal experiences, some of the most interesting or like creepiest stuff that's happened to me has not been while investigating. <laughs> so oh, yeah, there's sure. no way of capturing it because it's just, you know, sitting around doing nothing. Uh, you know, I was at a haunted house in LA and I was sitting watching TV and then a door opened by itself. That freaked me out because I didn't want the door to open by itself. I want to watch TV. <laughs> so, well, yeah, you know, you have just, it's- it's one of those things Weird you, stuff can't, you can't get away from it. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I think that's the thing about the paranormal. Sometimes you have the craziest experiences when you're not actively looking. Of course. I mean, 
those are amazing. Um, is there any location, uh, like you said, you had to come back six hours later, but is there any location you have investigated that you felt like you needed a follow-up? Um, this is, that's, that's a tricky question because I, I believe that every location needs a follow-up, um, regardless mm -hmm. of what had happened before, what, you know, oh, well, you know, we caught, we caught him a full-bodied apparition and a shadow figure, and we got voices on the recorder and everything at Pinhurst Asylum. So there's no need to go back. Absolutely, there's a reason to go back. So you can do it again. Um, mm -hmm. My, I've got a couple. So Sweet Spring Sanitarium is, uh, uh, was used for tuberculosis and, vener and, and uh, airborne diseases and things like that it was also a resort park. I think Andrew Jackson stayed there at some point or something. It was something to do with the president. I'm not sure which one it was, but um, uh, mm -hmm. that one needs uh, another do-over, and I've already been three times. Um, Bobby Mackey's. Uh, we had caught a <laughs> we had caught a mouse on camera. And we kind of just debunked mm -hmm. everything that we got at Bobby Mackey's because of that reason. So I think that Bobby Mackey's needs a do-over as well. But Bobby Mackey's, I'm not really sure what's going on over there. It seems as if there's either some demolition going on or there's restoration going on. I'm not sure what they're doing, but they're apparently going to be shutting down here soon for one of the two. Nobody's really sure, um, you know, because people talk too much instead of, like, reading the first the, – the first thing that you come across, they, you know, they just assume, well, it's getting torn down. Well, you know, then mm -hmm. somebody else says it's not getting, tor getting torn down. The roof's getting replaced. So I'm not really sure what's going on over there, but Bobby Mackey's Sweet Spring Sanitarium. And uh, I think the two of those need really big do-overs. Um, too much, um, too many, um, I guess, um, too many pieces of tainted evidence, I guess. And mm -hmm. it just, it, we definitely need to do over at those two locations. Well, those are great locations. And if you could investigate anywhere in the world, where would you go? Um, owned and operated. Uh, Winchester Mystery House is a, is a big one on the list. Mm -hmm. I've had some buddies already go out there and film, and, and apparently their HR team is kind of open for it. I'm hoping that at some point in time that they'll be so open to where I can get out there and, and conduct an investigation myself. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, Winchester and then out of the country, so over towards you guys, um, is uh, for me would be Loftus Hall in Ireland. Hmm. Yeah, those are great locations. Um, speaking of locations, too, um, I saw that you did an investigation at Harriman Hospital. Um, can you tell the audience about that investigation? Um, Harriman's wild, um, just to start off. Mm -hmm. um, heard, um, heard one of the landlines ringing, um, which obviously there's no landlines uh, in operation at Harriman. Um, we had seen a uh, we had seen a couple a couple of shadow figures, which is wild for people to say, but it, I'm used to the phrase because of Waverly, the way the mm -hmm. the way all the hallways are opened up and everything. So I, I'm I'm used to saying the word shadow people or shadow figures. We saw a couple of shadow figures at Harriman. Um, 
we got quite a bit of um, quite a bit of disembodied voices in real time, not just on recorder, not just on video. Um, Airmen's a wonderful location. I can't wait to go back to that place. You, you, you talk about a do-over. I don't need a do-over. I just need to go back again. Yeah, it's. Uh, I had actually never heard of it until recently, and I've seen quite a few investigators go there. But it's actually pretty funny um, because my dad's adopted, and we found out that his birth family's last name is Harriman. So we think that really? it's, uh, it's quite ironic to see the Harriman investigation. <laughs> So I had to know more about it since I, I literally hadn't even heard of it until recently. And I've, uh, it seems to become quite a hot spot in the paranormal. And we're uh, all born yeah, at the same a... hospital. So it's like, <laughs> maybe they'll name that oh my God. hospital. <laughs> right. They, um, yeah, Herman's, Herman's wild. And, and pretty much everybody um, who's anybody as far as online, you know, obviously there hasn't been a whole mm-hmm. lot of uh, TV. There hasn't been a whole lot of TV guys there. But um, everyone from exploring with Josh to Kalani Ghost Hunter to Haunted Nights, um, me, uh, I mean, pretty much everyone has now been there, and everyone just keeps going back because it's such an active location. Um, Harriman is, is uh, so in looking at a top five um, with obviously my home being number one just because I'm biased, but uh, Harriman mm-hmm. is on that list. Pen, Penhurst is on that list. Um, uh, Norwich State Hospital is on that list. And I will say probably Saratoga County Homestead is on that list. Those locations oh. in general have given me the most TVGBs that you could possibly get. Well, that's awesome. Now if only I could convince my new family to host a family reunion over there. We can get the hair <laughs> I'll see if I can convince my uncle. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, that's uh, really awesome here that it's that haunted. And um, just, yeah, you've gone to, like I said, so many incredible locations. Hopefully you'll get to go to the Winchester Mystery House soon. Um, I yeah. definitely would love to go there. Do you think I would fall out of a door? Don't know which door would fall out of one of them. I know which door. <laughs> so. <laughs> So there's, there's a, my buddies, uh, Steve and Dylan, are, uh, they're the only um, investigative team that has done um, Winchester besides Sam and Colby. So obviously you say Sam and Colby, that's the biggest, uh, the biggest name in the YouTube field um, mm-hmm. as far as haunted and paranormal and everything else. But they're the only people besides Sam and Colby that have done that location. And... They they told me there's doors that you can walk out of that will essentially send you to the outside with no platform, no deck, no nothing. Yeah, so, that does ooh. sound like the ones I would accidentally open. <laughs> yeah. I'm action prone. That would be your really great person to have in the dark with no light. <laughs> the two of you might know each other way too well. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he did kind of raise me, so um, I would hope he would know me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been. I've fetched been a lot great. of uh, Yeah, right. yeah, I get it from my mom, so he kind of has to deal with two of us. Um, it's hereditary. Yeah. Really happy I have that trait. It's wonderful. Right. Um, 
But uh, I know we're coming towards the end of the show, Vince. It's been amazing having you on. Um, please let the audience know um, any websites, upcoming interviews, events, videos, or anything that you would like to mention. Um, so uh, a whole slew of different conventions this coming up year. Uh, I will be at the Bell Mansion in, um, in Indiana for the 28 Days Haunted event. Um, there in January. If anyone who doesn't watch Netflix like everybody else, that is uh, Shane Pittman and Ray and Amy and all those all those wonderful people that was on the show. Um, I'll be there with them as a vendor. Um, and then the Gettysburg Battlefield Bash, I think, is is somewhere towards the towards the summer. Um, ISS Con, which is Indiana State Sanatorium. Um, I will be at uh, Michigan Paracon, which I think is September. Um, the I'm I'm getting some mixed up here, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. I have uh, Madison Seminary, which is MadCon, and then uh, Fairfield County Infirmary, which will be uh, FCI Con. And I don't think I'm missing any, but um, you can find me at all those uh, all those conventions this coming up year. I'm actually guest at a few of them, um, and you can find me at theurbaninvestigator.com for my website, at the Urban Investigator everywhere else for all social media. And um, if anyone, here's here's one thing that's been uh, really cool here lately. Um, if anyone wants to take home a piece of haunted memorabilia um, from me, you can go to my Etsy stores in my link tree on the website. Um, I take debris, basically basically trash, but it's um, concrete, uh, plaster, paint, uh, screws, nails, stuff like that from haunted locations, and I put them into resin molds. So it's a oh, way wow. for you to take home it's a way for you to take home a little bit from a haunted location, you know, and have yourself. And I, I do magnets and, and keychains and all that kind of fun stuff on my Etsy store. And then I have a bonfire like everybody else. And uh, yeah, that's all me. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on today, Vince. It's been great talking to you and you're always welcome back on in the future. It was an absolute blast. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks so much. Vince. Thank you. All right, fantastic show today, Sophia. Absolutely, Vince was such a great guest. I want to thank you all for listening. The show definitely not be possible without all of you, and I'll talk to you guys again next week. Bye. And I think that's totally cool. He's got an Etsy store as well, so definitely check that out. And uh, I'm going to make sure I, I get in here too as well with that. The UrbanInvestigator.com. That's the UrbanInvestigator.com. And as, as Vince said, it, he'll be adding tours on there too as well. At Urban Investigator on Instagram, YouTube, subscribe, The Urban Investigator. And as you mentioned, an Etsy store. And um, so check out his items there. Uh, Coming up next weekend, we have psychic remote viewer and author Rick Wade. That's the 16th. The Haunted Lodge documentary psychic investigator Jill Marie Morris will be on the program on the 23rd. Author, teacher, and ghost tour host Robert Oaks will be on the program on January 6th, the first guest of the new year. Texas Ghost Seekers team founder and clear audience Alex Fountain will be on the program January 13th. You don't want to miss any of these shows. We have other people that are securing their guest spots as, we're, as we speak. So like the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on liveparanormal.com. Facebook fan page to learn of those guests real time, and we'll see you next week.
Hi, this is Debbie and Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.